Hello and welcome back to the Talking Wolf Transfer Podcast, the show that looks at all the Wolves transfer news and rumours in a bit more detail. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by none other than Dave as a party. Dave, I bet you haven't put the phone down today, have you, mate? <laughs> I know, it's been absolutely mental, mate, which is good, I suppose, in a way, because we've been uh, we've been craving a lot of, of rumours and transfer news and it's all coming at once, really, hasn't it? Right before the start of the season, which I know will frustrate a lot of fans because they probably would have wanted it done a little bit earlier, but... As we've spoken about before, sometimes transfers aren't that easy. But yeah, looking forward to it again today, mate. Some some interesting uh, players to talk about. There is, and you know, we did one episode of this before, and uh, it worked really well. And we would hope to have brought you on sooner. But as soon yeah. as that episode was released, I think we must have had about two or three rumours, and a couple of those um, weren't very credible at all. So, you know, hopefully you enjoy this one. Uh, let us know what you think in the comment section down below. But Dave, let's get straight into it because there's a lot to go through. First one today, mate. Um, it broke earlier today via Sky Sports News. Um, was a link for Chelsea centre forward Mishi Bashiwai. Now he's been at Chelsea for for a number of years now. You know he had a big money move there. Been on loan at Palace and Besiktas last season, where he scored fourteen goals. Said not to be a part of Thomas Tuchel's plans. Talksport also affirmed Wolves' interest and expressed that Wolves are in advanced talks. Dave, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's an interesting one because he's always a player that you see very loosely linked with a lot of Premier League clubs because it's almost ever since he was sold to Chelsea, he's never really been a, a solid part of their, their front line, has he? Um, but and, and again, I think that's probably one of the reasons why a lot of fans are sort of turning their nose up at this is the fact that he's never really solidified a place over the last few years. But if you actually if you actually look at his numbers, they're really, really solid. Um, during his time at Palace, he's had two loan spells there, obviously been at Chelsea. All the minutes across those years, I don't know how long he's been at Chelsea, five or six years, all the minutes at Palace and Chelsea actually only equate to 25 Premier League matches in full. And in that time, he's got 20 goal contributions, which is, you know, if you said, if you said oh, right, you're going to be signing a player that's got 20 goal contributions in 25 games, you know, you're going to be really impressed. 15 goals and, and, and five assists. Uh, and even uh, Besiktas last season, um, 14 goals, albeit I would say the Turkish league is slightly lesser than obviously than the Premier League, um, but on average a goal every other game. And again, 19 goal contributions overall. So he's a player that knows where the net is, Matt. Uh, even at Borussia Dortmund, he had a loan spell a few years ago, had a really uh, prolific uh, spell there as well. Um, and just a, a quick look again. I know YouTube can all, it always shows the players' best moments rather than their worst moments, but he just seems to be the type of player that a, a good striker is just instinct and it knows where the ball is going to be or where the ball is going to go. And he just he does seem to have that. And I think with the new positive attacking formation that Wolves seem to be going with, uh, fingers crossed for next season, um, I think it could a player like Batshuayi who I think will be happy to sit as as a rotation op for, option for Jimenez, I think it would be a decent option. Yeah, I think there's a, a popular misconception that because of his, his physique and his build, that he's almost a, a, a target man. And from, from what I've watched him and from doing a bit of research on him, he's not really that kind of player. He, he's, he's good with the ball at his feet in terms of going past players, but in terms of his back to goal, he's not great at, Retaining possession, he's um, he, you know he's more of a fox in a box than around the eighteen yard box. He's he's fairly clinical, 
Um, and perhaps that's what Wolves need. We need that presence in the area because I know last season there were, there were numerous occasions where we got into good positions and you look into the 18-yard box and, and no one was in there. But pre-season has shown that Wolves are committing more bodies forward. So I'd, I, w- I would be happy with this, mate. Um, I had, had a bit of time to think about it today. Initially, I thought, oh, it's just, it's just going to be an, an, another journeyman. Um, but I've had time to process it. And I think it would be a smart bit of business. He's out of contract at the end of this season. It's going to be a loan. Chelsea has said to be happy to pay some of his wages. If you were Wolves, Dave, would you be saying to Chelsea, we would like a, an option to buy uh, Bashwai in this? Because you know what's going to happen if he has um, a good start to the season. He could leave Chelsea on a free at the end of the season. His destination might not be Wolves. If we say to Chelsea, I don't know, we're options to buy 8 million, 10 million, which is probably what he's worth. There's a fly now. Um, gives us the option in January to almost trigger that before anyone else can. I know we can then, of course, speak to European clubs in January, but something for Wolves to think about. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be the a wise option. And I think, like, like we know with Wolves, ever since... Uh, well, even before Foson came, and it's so very rare that Wolves would sanction a loan deal without that sort of first refusal, you could say, in this case. Um, but yeah, we've seen it with a number of clubs, such as, you know, Jesse Lingard is one that springs to mind. Had a fantastic breakthrough season at West Ham. Um, and because they didn't have the option to buy, or at least I don't think they did, he, he stayed at United and now he's sort of gone gone elsewhere now as well, a, a couple of years later. So I think it'd be wise for Wolves to get first refusal on this. But like you said, it's a player that's, I've not really looked into it. I've never warmed to him just because I just never thought he'd be a player that Wolves would go for, for one reason or another. But yeah, I think his numbers are good and I think it would be an interesting option. There's certainly a lot, a number of players that are a lot worse that Wolves could be looking at right now. I agree. And it's always uh, it's always nice to be linked with someone who's affectionately known as the Batman. You can... Yeah. Um... <laughs> Nice talking Wolves t-shirt design in my head. Mate, the pound signs are rolling in the back of my eyes. I'm already thinking about it, but no. Um, yeah, he's affectionately known as a Batman, of course, from his taken from his name, Bashwai. Still 28, Dave. Should be coming into his peak years now. You, we both agree that this is, if it happens, and if 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 it's believed that Wolves are in advanced talks, which is what Alex Crook has said um, from from Talksport. Again, not sure how true that is. I, I know that he broke the news about Renato Sanchez when Wolves were looking to sign him. Of course, that deal didn't happen, but we do know that Wolves were, he was having a medical over Zoom, so he must he must have some sources. So, what do you reckon, Dave? Do you think do you think there's a possibility that this could happen? Oh, yeah, I think definitely it would work. It would work for Wolves. Um, it's been confirmed by fairly reliable sources that, you know, like Liam Keane had, had spoken today about this sort of shortlist that Wolves have got, and he's one of the players on there. Um, I think it could happen, and I think it's something... I know I said to you sort of a, a little bit earlier on today that I wouldn't surprise me to see if it accelerates and he could be in the squad for Leeds. I think that's possibly a little bit too soon. Uh, I think you're right there. But um, it's it's something that the move seems pretty straightforward. Wolves need a striker. He obviously wants a move. It's always difficult with the World Cup uh, window coming up because I don't think he's a... He's not shooing for the Belgian squad, but he's certainly obviously going to be an option uh, there. So he, he just wants game time however he can. And he's got an opportunity if he can knuckle down over the next week or so. If, if we get the signing over the line, he can knuckle down. He's got every right to be have a, a run of two, three plus games before Jimenez would be back from injury. He's uh, one of two Belgian strikers who've been linked with in, the, in, in as many weeks. If you had the choice now, Dave, you take Christian Benteke on a season on loan or Michy Bashwai, <laughs> who would it be? 
I know you do oh, like Benteke. You've warmed him up again. <laughs> no, I, I think I'd be warming uh, slightly more towards Batshuayi rather than Benteke. Good, good stuff, mate. Before the uh, the comments go well, I, I remember when we were out in Benidorm when we recorded the, uh, the the transfer podcast, and we were talking about Benteke, and and some bloke wandered over to me and said. Tell your mate over there, he hasn't got a clue what he's on about Benteke. Uh, I won't <laughs> use a phrase that he uses, but he wasn't very good. So, um, moving on now, Dave. Just oh, desperate yes. for forward options, that's all. <laughs> just desperate for rumours. Yeah. Uh, we'll take what we can get. Moving on now, Dave, though, to um, a rumour that was uh, that broke today. And it's a shock in one aspect, but also we kind of felt it was coming somewhat. And that, and that is that Connor Cody is wanted by Everton. Uh, the, the news was first broke by Alan Myers, and then it was it was closely followed up by the Express and Stars Liam Keane, who who confirmed that Wolves would be open and could be open to a, a, a Cody leaving the club this summer, whether that be a loan move or a permanent move. Yet they have not had an official offer. Um, if he did move to Everton, it means he's closer to his family who still live in Merseyside. I think they still live in Widnes. Um, and it would, of course, seem team back up with Kevin Thelwell, who's their sporting director. Dave, the writing was on the wall with the back four, but it still seems a bit of a shock to me. There's a, there's a lot of aspects in this, Matt, that make sense, don't make sense. Uh, good for Cody, bad for Cody, good for Wolves, bad for Wolves. Um, <clears throat> so it's quite almost not confusing deal because I understand it from, from Cody's uh, viewpoint. Um, <clears throat> in the back four, you know, it's obviously Kilman and Collins, as far as we're aware at the moment, are the players that are preferred. Um, a lot of people outside of the Wolves fan base are surprised at this um, because obviously they haven't really been keeping tabs on to how we're doing in pre-season. We spoke a little bit about him and his situation on, on the pre-season podcast in a way as well. And um, unbelievable captain, unbelievable leader. I would I would argue that during my lifetime is the best captain Wolves have had in terms of how successful the club have been. And he's probably been pretty much um, side by side in that. Um, but for him, from his personal point of view, of course, he's going to be wanting to get some sort of game time because it's a possibly one of the only opportunities he's going to get now um, to play a World Cup before, you know, for, for the final time, possibly. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him there, but, uh, you know, in four years' time, is he still going to be playing at this sort of level in the Premier League? I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure. So he's going to be wanting to play football. Everton, Frank Lampard's been known to have and use a back five before, but then you've got his personal, uh, you know, affiliation with Liverpool and so on. So it's a, it's a difficult one. Uh, and then from Wolves' point of view as well, there's been talk of maybe even a loan deal, which again, I know a lot of fans have been frustrated with. F per from a sort of Wolves being loyal to Cody sort of side of things, I get it in the fact that, right, we really want you to go to the World Cup, but we can't give you game time. But because you've been such a loyal servant, we'll just do whatever we can to, to find you a club. Fair enough. But when we're in this time where, you know, if, if our money was endless, then fair enough. But it's not, is it? So um, unless it's a really hefty loan fee with some sort of option or obligation to buy, it's got to be a permanent move if Cody was to go this summer. That's it, mate. And, you know, the next time the World Cup comes around, it'll be 33, 29 now. The next one's in 2026, which is in yeah. America. Well, North America, which would be fantastic. You're right, Dave. And, you know, there is no type of sentiment in football. And, you know, last time I checked on the front door at Molyneux, it didn't say Samaritans. Like, we're not a charity. And we're in desperate need of cash to raise funds for other transfers. And 
he has been an absolutely wonderful servant to the club. And we were both saying off air before we we couldn't love the bloke enough. Uh, we couldn't love the bloke anymore. He's just he's just wonderful. Every he just personifies what the club should be about. But unfortunately, football you have to be ruthless at the top, and you know it would be it would be a real shame if if he was to go. But you completely understand it from from Wolves and Cody's viewpoint. Cody will want to be playing football. Wolves can't guarantee, it. and it, and it and it would be sad. But Dave, if if he was to go, would you be worried about the the lack of organisers in the team? You know, the Neves is quite vocal. Matinho, Collins has come in, who's who's also quite vocal. But Cody's a big part of organising that defence. Yeah, there's a there's a lot there's a lot of elements that people don't realise, obviously behind the scenes as well. And with us losing John Ruddy, uh, you know, in the summer, that's one vocal like sort of back backroom voice gone. That if Cody goes as well, you really need somebody to to step up. Um, you know, there are teams that do well and 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 you know have get good wins and finish well in the league that don't have a natural leader in the squad. Uh, but I think up until now, Connor Cody has been one of the biggest reasons why we've done as well as we have done. Even if you don't rate him so much as a player, I think his voice on the pitch uh, and off the pitch has been a huge part of it. But now this is Bruno Large's summer to put his stamp on the team. And uh, this was bound to happen. Something like this, you know, and do you, for me, the one of the only reasons we were playing the back five was to, to accommodate Cody. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say shoehorn, but that's a bit harsh. But to accommodate, <laughs> to accommodate Connor Cody, and uh, if Bruno Large wants to play the way he wants to play, then yeah. The only, my only reservation is Matt that if we start the season badly, the first two or three games, and Bruno has to switch to a back five, obviously you're going to want Cody to be a part of that, and that's why potentially this deal might drag on towards the end of the window. And from Liam King's article for the Express and Star, it, it, it does say that Wolves will be will be led by Cody in this. And I think there is that mu- mutual respect there. I, I said on the last podcast, mate, that looking at, and, and it's easy to make these assumptions from 10 or 15 seconds of footage, but it doesn't look the uh, the jolly fella that he once was. He, he's obviously very, very disappointed that he's not featuring and that the teams that have been put out against certain oppositions, he knows that he's not the preferred centre half anymore, and perhaps he maybe you know maybe come to the end, end of his cycle at Wolves. But it would it would be a real shame. But you're right, Dave. If if Wolves have a tough start to the season, and Bruno switches to the back five, which he hasn't uh, uh, discarded anyway, he said you know we, yeah. we we can play a four, we can play a four. It's not set in stone either one. He's he, he's perfect for that the role he plays now. I don't think there'd be anyone in the team who would who would play that better because it's not a centre half role. It's it, it, it's it's a completely different role. Um, but yeah, Dave, if, if you were to put a figure on Connor Cody to leave, what 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 kind of transfer fee would you be looking for? Um, so it's hard to say, isn't it? I'd be wanting anywhere at least twenty to twenty five million. I would say. I'd say I'd say twenty, um, at, you know, because I I just think I'm not saying he can't play in a four, but I think he's limited to playing in a five, and I think that's what Everton will be cautious and aware of. So I think probably twenty million for me. I, I would be open to discussion on that sort of figure. I'm not quite sure where he fits in at Everton. I know they've they've got Holgate, they've got Keane, they've got Tarkowski, they've got Mina, they've got Godfrey, there's Branthwaite, who I think might be going out on loan. You know, there's a Whole host of centre halves there, but I thought Cody had a good season last season on the whole, and good. I'd probably I'd probably say he's better than 
most of those. <laughs> yeah, so, I, would, I think their issue was that fitness as well. A lot of them weren't fit throughout most of the season. Connor Cody, I know it's not like he's, you know, he doesn't get into those duels and 50-50s for 90 minutes, but he remained pretty consistently fit and he has done throughout his whole Wolves career. So I think that would be a, a big plus for uh, Everton as well. Dave, if, if Everton were to come into Connor, come in for Connor Cody and I said, we want him on loan, um, with a loan fee of five million pounds, with the obligation to buy for seventeen and a half million at the end of his loan, what would you say? I'd, I'd, uh, I'll talk about it. Yeah, I think, I think I'll probably say, I probably, I'll probably say yes. I think twenty-two and a half million pound for yeah, an England international. Yeah, currently you've got the options there. You've still got Bolly in the squad. You've still got the likes of Totti. Um, you still got Mascare if you wanted to. I think with with the little bit of money you've got there, you're probably bringing another centre half on loan. Yeah, I, I, I'd I'd certainly be open to that. Wonderful stuff. Well, 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 uh, we'll of course report back on that if we if we do hear anything. Keep an eye on talking Wolf's Twitter. It's a, uh, it, but I know that we'll have comments about that. But it's such a fragile. It sounds sad, but it is a fragile topic because it's a very love. I was going to say love-hate, but there is a lot of people that are open to it, but I know there's some proper Cody diehards. So there I understand is, their point of view as well, but I know, but I know a, we'll, we'll get thoughts on that as well. There's also some Cody bashers, which I don't really understand. Um, and, I, and I think that he does, I'm going off a slight tangent, I, I think he deserves to be treated with a bit more respect than some people. Um, some people speak about him online because... It's it's fair enough if you don't think he's right for the for the back four. I, I, I'm of that opinion, but to say that he's shit and he's no good and he's rubbish, he, I I don't think that's true. And he's been he's been a great servant for us, and you know I think he deserves a little bit better. But I'm sure that's a topic for another day. Moving on to another Wolves player, though, Dave. It's the ongoing saga that invo- involves Morgan Gibbs White. So the Athletic reported yesterday, Steve Madley, Wolves correspondent. Uh, that Nottingham Forest have now had at least two offers rejected by a wall from Morgan Gibbs-White. Uh, the latest offer came after Forest's owner, Evangelos Marinakis, interviewed to, uh, intervened to hold discussions with senior counterparts at Molyneux. Wolves do expect to su- expect Forest to submit a third bid for Gibbs-White, set to be in the region of £30 million. Wolves' stance is that he's still not for sale and it would take a bid north of that figure to change that. Dave... I'm going to go straight in and ask you a, a very serious question. How much does it take for Gibbs White to go to Nottingham Forest? Uh, I would. Sorry, again, mate, I'm asking all the tough questions. No, I'm, I'm, I, I see again, you're not I'm, asking me. No, <laughs> I would strongly consider that £30 million bid. I would I would seriously consider it. Um, as people know, you know, I, I'm a fan of, of Morgan Gibbs White. I think he's had a good pre-season. He had a good pre-season last year. had a good season overall last year. And I think he can add a lot to this this Wolves team, um, but you know his his value right now is sky high. If he plays the Wolves and has has a poor season, that's just going to you know drop significantly again. So yeah, it's it's one of those. It's a difficult decision for Wolves to be in. The only way I think I would sell is if I know I had someone of equal, if not better, quality lined up for a similar sort of value. Whether that be a winger, because obviously we've seen Morgan be playing out on the right, or whether that be your central midfielder, such as Mateus Nunez, who you know we have been linked with so heavily. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, 30 to 35 million, it's got to be. Forest seem adamant on it. I don't know where they're getting this money from. It's a huge risk from them, obviously, to, to be bringing in all these players. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's got to take that sort of bid for Wolves to consider it. I do agree on on that front, and I'm glad I'm glad they're being you know they're standing firm on it as well. Yeah, and you see other other players going for like ridiculous fees. It never seems to be us who you know take. Take I don't know take someone to the cleaners in terms of, of, of a big club. I know Forest aren't. I won't say they're not a big club because you know that people will moan. But you know they're not. A, you're not a traditional big six, are they? So it's a it's a strange one. The thing that resonates with me, Dave, is that they are obviously they obviously understand that there's an interest from the player too, and the fact that he's not signed a new contract, whether that's because he wants to see how he starts the season, whether he's going to feature with Wolves, or whether he does want this move to Forest concerns me a little bit because there's no way that they'd be keep going in and keep bidding in. There wasn't any indication from the player that he would be keen on the move. I think I think he's open and I think he's not said it publicly, but I think he's not made any sort of uh I think he's made that pretty obvious that he'd probably be open to a move away. Um, but at the same time, he's open to staying at Walls. I think we've I've said before, I think Walls and Bruno Large need to do quite a little bit to convince him to stay. That's probably why we've seen him play so regularly as part of the first team. I think he'll start at Leeds. He's been given the captain's armband for some games already in pre-season. So uh, I'm pretty adamant Bruno Large wants him to be part of this this team and this setup. Um, but yeah, but at Forest, he's got he's got links there. He's got Steve Cooper, the manager at Forest, who obviously managed him in the under-17s World Cup. He knows his qualities. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm still right at present. I'm still comfortable and confident that he'll stay at Wolves. Uh, but you know, money talks and things can change really, really quickly. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll keep our eyes peeled on this one. I feel like this one is is going to drag on. One thing that Wolves cannot afford to do is wait until the last few days of the window to accept a bid, unless it's it's absolutely ridiculous money. Say if it's forty million pound, then they wouldn't have a wouldn't have a, a choice. But it's uh, I feel like this one's going to continue to run, mate. Forest obviously want their man. Um, but I feel like if Morgan has a good start to the season at Wolves and, you know, the propaganda has been peddling anyway, giving him the armband, all the content around him, what, I think Wolves are making a real conscious effort to show to Morgan, look, this is your home and we know that we've you've had your fingers burnt in the past, but this is your home and, and, and we want you to stay. So I think it's one to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, definitely. Moving on now, mate, to another forward who has been linked with Wolves. Uh, this one came from Lekip in France, which is a really reputable source. Um, it's South Korean international and the teammate of Huang Hee Chan. It's Huang Oi Jo from Bordeaux. Wolves have reportedly offered around €3 million Euros for the forward. Um, the French club have found that offer in, insufficient and negotiations are continuing. I know it's also been reported by uh, the Athletic Express and Star and a few others that, that Wolves have genuine interest in the player. Um, like I said, he's a... He's a is an international teammate of Huang Hee Chan. Uh, averaged just over a goal every three games since he joined Bordeaux from Gambar Osaka. Scored 11 in 29 last season for Bordeaux, mate, um, despite being relegated to League Two. Uh, Liga 2, if, if you were. Thoughts on this one, Dave? It's uh, it, it, it's come out, come out the blue, but from a commercial point of view, it makes complete sense. Yeah, of course. And this one has probably got a lot more... Uh, negativity towards it rather than the, the ones such as Batshuayi that we, we spoke about earlier on and 
I said to you earlier, I think genuinely it's because he's Korean um, and not in the fact, more of the fact that obviously we saw Huang come in last year, started off okay. We saw the commercial boost for the club and then he petered off. Um, but the club made it pretty obvious that Huang sort of was a commercial signing. So I think the reason that we're linked and potentially looking at another Korean is what's wound fans up because they know it's almost a commercial signing. If this was a player of any other nationality or European nationality, I don't think people would be that bothered. Uh, just in terms of his numbers are actually okay for, like you say, a lesser team in Ligue 1. Um, the last two years, he scored 23 goals. Um, last season, he got a goal contribution every two games, which, again, I don't think is, is too bad at all. And Wolves could take advantage. I know we've we spoken a little while ago, and obviously it's it's not a move that Wolves are, have been remotely linked with, with um Ahmed Hodzic, who was at Bordeaux last last uh, season, and they couldn't afford him just because of their finances. Because, you know, they got relegated. Um, I thought they got relegated to the division division three match, so maybe they've been uh, brought back into division two. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're um, Ligue 2. Yeah. So I don't, I don't I don't know what happened there. Um, oh yeah, they appealed it and they got put back yeah. into the second division. There you go. Um, so, yeah, for, for a team that finished rock bottom last season and he still got d- double figures, that's okay. And I saw people comparing it to Timu Puki. At this current stage, I would take someone like Timu Puki anyway. Um, Maximum, so, mate. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not uh, overly against it. Um, I think it would probably take five, six, seven million euros, which is, is which was spoke about today. If I had to take him or Batshuayi, I think I would uh, I'd choose Batshuayi. But, um, again... Like I said earlier, there's worse players out there, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen a lot of this player, admittedly, but of course, when these rumours break, I go and have a read, go and have a watch. Um, and it's interesting that during his earlier years at Bordeaux, um, he was deployed as a winger. Um, and I, and I, I thought that, that seems strange because looking at his stature, he's six foot one, looks quite a big bloke. But it, it turns out that he's, he's, he's no slouch and he does have a real good turn of pace once he gets going. And has a real direct style of play. Um, fantastic in the air as well. So, is is he the man that Wolves have identified as that big archetypal number nine, or is he just someone who you know has has that option to play across the, the front three? Yeah, I think again he is versatile. Like you said, I, I didn't realise he was played as a left winger. I did see obviously his goal numbers for that first season were a little bit lower. Uh, but obviously that that's that's obviously why I know his aerial jewels uh, number like his percentage isn't actually that high, Matt. So I don't know if um, that's just with how Bordeaux were playing. I, I don't know, but obviously he's a little bit taller, a little bit more experienced. You know, he's sort of the the other side of his peak now. I would I would say as well. So um, I don't think this is going to be a long term deal for Wolves. But I, I don't think any of these strikers that we're going to look at or be linked to are going to be long term deals. I think the long term plan would obviously be. To bring Fabio back and try and get him in the in the front line eventually, um, so all of these are short term fixes. I, I think he'd, he'd be okay for for what we need, and again, I think it'd be somebody that would come in and happily play second fiddle to to Jimenez, whilst giving you that commercial boost as well, which I know people hate to hear. Yeah, and I think it's 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 important to reiterate that they're not just signing him for that commercial boost. So obviously he's identified not. a player in there. Same with Wang, who I think will have a better season this season. They've identified that the player can do the job. But for example, if you're looking at the the same kind of uh, transfer fee wages for an Italian bloke or a South Korean bloke, completely the same ability, you will opt for the South Korean because. 
their fans are notoriously tribal and you've seen the, the kind of boost that such as the Wolves YouTube have had since finding Wang. So it makes sense from, from, from that perspective, but it remains to be seen. It, it said that Huang wants to join join a Premier League club, so it's uh, it's definitely one to keep an eye on, for sure. Moving on to the next rumour, um, and this one is a bit of, bit of a strange one. Um, yeah. It, it re- <laughs> yeah, reported earlier by uh, journalist Loic Tanzi that Wolves are reported close to signing former Tottenham Hotspur goalkeeper Timothy Lowe to Tyler. Um, now, you might think, who's, who's that? So did I. Don't know a lot about him. Uh, he's a 19-year-old who will be joining Wolves as a free agent if the deal goes through. And he has represented France at youth level. Dave, do you know much about this fella? No, and I can't say I've seen him. I've not seen him much, <laughs> much about him either. But yeah, he's a youth level uh, goalkeeper. Played a, a good number of games and apparently was pretty highly rated at Spurs as well, Matt. So um, I think up until this week, Hull City were really heavily linked with him. Um, but Wolves could take a real advantage of this. And this is almost a little bit like the Matea Sarkic deal where, you know, Sarkic is all, all of a sudden coming as Wolves number two now. Um, whether he goes out on loan and low to, to Tala comes in as our number two or whether Sarkic stays and uh, I keep having to say his name, low to Tala goes out on loan um, is, is possible. I think if Hull City are looking at him, he's obviously a, a goalkeeper that's League One Championship calibre. Um, and once again, if, if, if Wolves bring him in on a free, goes out on loan, um, assume he's homegrown as well because he's been at Spurs for a number of years. Um, and then happy days. I think Wolves can make a little bit of money here. So it, it might well be a player that comes in and goes out on loan. We may never actually see him in a Wolves shirt. But yeah, I think, again, um, fans are frustrated about this because we link with players that we're never actually going to see play for Wolves. Um, but this is how big clubs and, and how pre- progressive clubs are going to work and make money, signing a player for nothing and selling them on, whether that be three, four, five, six million in the future. I think the fact that no one else has reported it and it's so left field, yeah, to me makes me feel like it could be one that goes through. I don't know about you, Dave. Yeah, I think again this is something that can move pretty quickly. It's probably just a case of Wolves have got to find uh, a suitable club to loan him out to if that's if that's obviously going to be the plan. Um, but yeah, players now are going to you know season kicks off. If players are still free agents, they're going to want to start seriously looking at trying to find a club now. So. Um, yeah, I think this one could move uh, quite quickly if it comes to fruition. Definitely, mate. And there's 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 four more rumours that we're just going to gloss over. We're not going to go in, in depth as we have with the others because yeah. I don't think there's that much substance to them. Uh, the next one is Ben Briet and Diaz, um, which was first reported by Football League World, well, most recently. I know we've been linked with him before. Not a reputable source compared to the ones that we've talked about, but... Blackburn striker, Stoke-born, Chilean international. You don't say that very often. 22 goals in the championship last season. Um, absolutely prolific. Um, Dave, would you be adverse to signing Brereton Diaz? I, I can't see it happening. And I know that Liam Keane, uh, Phoenix Western star, um, kind of doubted this one earlier. He said that the minute Wolves aren't interesting. But in terms of profile, would you be happy with Brereton Diaz? Yeah, I think he's, again, somebody that is versatile. I'm fairly certain he's played out wide, sort of on the right-hand side. Got that little bit of height to him. Um, I actually remember watching him for his chi- on his Chile debut um, because I think it was 
uh, when England had played Scotland in the in the Euros or whatever uh, on the evening of that of that day, he was playing for Chile and he scored as well. Um, he, I can't believe he's only twenty three, Matt, because he seems to have been around for years. He was obviously at Forest beforehand, wasn't yeah. he as well? Um, the only my only sort of uh, caution on this one is that last year was obviously his, own, his first real big season, um, and we have people that, and players that have these hot patches. Um, so I, I would be cautious, but obviously he's going into the last year of his deal now. I think you could probably get a decent, uh, get him for a decent fee. Again, as bad as it sounds, and I've brought it up two or three times commercially, I think this would be huge for the club as well. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be against it. And again, I think it's someone that's going to want to fight for his place and be a good option to have. But I, I wouldn't be able to put a value on it. I really don't know what what Blackburn would value him at, uh, value him at because they got a decent amount for uh, Adam Armstrong. Who didn't hasn't actually done that well at Southampton, um, so they probably want to get a similar sort of amount for Bereton Diaz. Yeah, but he's out of contract at the end of the season, so I think that would reduce his fee uh, transfer fee yeah. significantly. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd be happy with him. I think I think he's a good player, and it could be you know could be a, could be brought in on a, a cut price deal. Dave, I feel, I feel a little bit queasy because we've not spoken about a striker over six foot five in the last hour. Um, which brings us on to Lu- Ludovic Ajork, um, <laughs> Strasbourg forward, six foot six centre forward, 28 year old, scored 12 goals and eight assists last season for Strasbourg. Um, it was first reported by Sky Sports News, and I, and I think it would have been easier if Sky Sports News would have said Chelsea, Arsenal, Man City, and Liverpool aren't interested in him because they've, <laughs> they've listed Everton, Leicester, West Ham, Fulham, Forest, Bournemouth, Newcastle, and Wolves all said to be monitoring the six foot six forward. You love this bloke, don't you, Dave, for some reason? No, what it is, Matt, I, I watched um, this probably three or four years ago now. I'd actually, it was one of those random afternoons where I've got BT Sport on and there's some league in action and, and Strasbourg are playing. And I watched this guy, and you know, you just click and see a player like, oh my God. And I was just like, I think it was his height, and he was actually a, such a good footballer. Um, and his record is he's actually really, really decent as well. And that height is something that we haven't had since someone like Stefan Meyerhofer, and you know that that <laughs> yeah. went quite badly. But um, I, I would love to, to see him at Wolves, Matt. Again, he's probably right in his peak right now, about twenty eight years of age. Mm. I think I think French forwards, you know, people know my agenda with Italian players, but French forwards is just a, <laughs> such a weird one because I think sometimes it's so hard to actually prize them away from from France when they've been there for so long. Um, but I, I would love, uh, like you said, there's so many teams interested in him. Wall's apparently looking at him, but I would love to to sign him. I think it'd be an unbelievable option. And he's actually just with the ball at his feet, he's, he's extremely good as well. Yeah, I know. He's, he's he's really mobile as well, isn't he? I know you see a lot of forwards such as, you know, we've been linked with Oniachu, um, who doesn't look yeah. fantastic with the ball at his feet. And, no, you know, typically... Like Bambi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he is. Uh, typically, he's... The bigger you are, the, the, the worse you are with the ball at your feet. But it actually looks technically very good. But it's reported by Sky Sports News. Not sure how reputable that is. Um, and with the amount of clubs linked to him, it does sound like it's his agent peddling for a move. But we yeah. shall see. As bad as it sounds as well, Sky Sports isn't actually that much of a reliable source. Which Not anymore. It used to be the go-to, that. didn't it? Yeah, yeah, but they they they're very late normally to to news really. So yeah, but it, fingers um, crossed they're right about yeah. the Bachelor deal anyway. It does, yeah, and and obviously Talksport and I know people say oh, Talksport aren't reputable, but Alex Crook, we know, speaks to a lot of agents. Um, so you know, he's quite close to, to particular players. So you know, let, let's see. I don't think it helps with Sky Sports as well that they've got Sky Bet and 
Sky Sports News is yeah, their yeah, medium yeah. for 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 peddling, trying to you know increase people's bets and stuff. So mm. on certain markets, which which is wrong, but we know it all happens. So I think it should be taken with a pinch of salt. Moving on to the last player that we've been linked with, who uh, with an incoming before we go on to the final one, which is a uh, well, say an outgoing, may not be an outgoing, is Elder Shmurdov at AC Milan, mate. Um, it was Roma, first. Roma. Correct, Roma. I don't know where we've got AC Milan from. <laughs> I thought we were, they were linked with him as well, and you just got the wrong team. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely at Roma. According to Gianluca Dem- Demazio. Um, yeah, so it said that the, the move would be initially with a loan with an option to buy. There's quite a few teams in Italy who said to be interested in him. So there's, there are conflicting reports. Torino said to be interested in Bologna, have said to have already agreed a loan option. Uh, loan with an option to buy for €9 million. Euros. Again, mate, he's a big lump. He's a captain of the Uzbekistan national side. Six foot, three, six foot three, signed from Genoa last season for around £16 million. But with the impressive form of Tammy Abraham, struggled for first 10 minutes. What are your thoughts on this one, mate? Is it a goer? Yeah, I, 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 like that That one slowed down a little bit. Uh, obviously, it was first reported at the start of the week. Um, again, he's another player, a little bit like the players that we spoke about earlier, struggled for consistent game time, especially at Roma, like you said, because of Tammy Abraham. But his goals and goal contributions per minutes played is actually really, really decent. Um, something different, six foot three. He looks an okay player again. Um, and it, it's got Wolves written all over it, alone with an option option to buy. I think that would be perfect for Wolves. And it's 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 you're not paying uh, a ridiculous amount for him either. It's not anything I'll be against, but I could, I, with the rumours going on at the moment, it looks likely that he's going to be staying in Italy. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, I, I watched a, a few of his clips again. I've not watched a lot of him, so I can't profess to be an expert, but. He doesn't look too bad on the ball. There's a couple of nice turns uh, where he's managed to get a, a, a shooting opportunity, but it remains to be seen. And a lot of people go straight to FB ref, which is a source of a lot of stats. And I don't think it really shows the the, the full picture, does it, Dave? Um, no, when, the, when a player the eye is test in is always better. Yeah, when a player is, yeah, I trust the eye test more. But when a player is in and out of a team a lot as well, it like skews those numbers quite mm. considerably. Because if you're coming on with 20 minutes to go in a game, it takes some players a, a little while to get into the match. And if you're chasing a match, you know, that's just going to skew your figures. And if you're coming on for 20 minutes of a game three, four, five times in a row, like your numbers are going to be disastrous compared to other players. You nearly so, dropped a gash then, didn't you? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, no, I, I wouldn't be against him. Obviously, I'd have to look into it a little bit more. But like I said, at the moment, I think it's, he's likely to move to another Italian team. Yeah, and I think if he's coming on to change a game and someone is chasing the game, you're going to take more risks. So with that, obviously, there's more room for error. Um, a, a bloke once said to me, Dave, and it, and it's always stuck with me, uh, stats are like bikinis. They show you a lot, but not what you want to see. Um, and that's, yeah. that has stuck with me, with me for life. It's a proper you dar statement, but... That's all I... That's <laughs> all I use in the future. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Every time I see people saying, "Oh, he looks, he looks awful on FB ref," that um, that pops into my mind. But FB ref is still a wonderful source, right, Dave? Last one before we uh, we, we completely lose the plot is Ruben Neves. Uh, Wolves are increasingly confident in holding on to Ruben Neves if you are Portuguese in the summer transfer window, according to the Mail. So if Neves does stay in September, discussions over a new deal can be expected with cautious optimism on both sides that the agreement can be reached. 
Dave, it looks more and more likely that Neves is going to stay at the club. I think the club have um, misjudged the interest that they thought they would get. I know you and I were at Anfield on the last day of the season. I was crying, waving goodbye to him, thinking, you know, it's the last time we've seen him in a wool shirt. But it looks like we're going to see him at Ellen Road on Saturday. Yeah, I think we will. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's looking more likely that we would we're going to keep him. I would I would hope that you know he'll entertain contract talks, even if it's just to add an, an extra year on uh, to to give both the player a little bit more uh, security and obviously us as a club a little bit more security as well and a bit more uh, you know uh, push push uh, if we are looking uh, to sell him on at any point. Um, but yeah, I, I think you. You know, I think Walls expected him to go, and I think Walls expected teams to be queuing up to sign him, and that's just not been the case. And that's possibly why some of our transfer dealings have been a little bit slow because we haven't actually got the the money that the club thought they were going to be receiving. Which, on one hand, is frustrating, but on the other hand, it's great to still have Ruben Neves, an unbelievable player, arguably one of the best players that we've ever seen in a Wolf shirt, um, and it's going to be great to have him again. <sighs> be typical Walls to sell him late on in this window, uh, but I think the only realistic team at the moment is Manchester United but I've still got a feeling they're going to get the other targets such as De Jong and so on I don't think United are going to spend the money uh, on Neves at what that what Wolves want Dave how much is Ruben Neves worth this summer? Uh, you want in at least 60 at least 60 <laughs> Bloody hell, I wasn't expecting that how much? <laughs> <laughs> at least 60 mate at least 60 two years after his deal it's got to be mate Oh, I don't know. I think you got your gold and black tinted glasses on there. No, but... no. all right, fifty-five, <laughs> fifty-nine, ninety-nine. No, no, I'm not going any less. Oh, are you thinking next year is lost another year? Then you, then thirty, I think is realistic. So double it, sixty. Uh, <laughs> bloody hell, if that's yeah. is that how it works, I'll get you to sell my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think he's worth about forty-five, fifty, based on based on his current contracts and what I think Wolves would accept. But I mean, if you get 60, wonderful stuff. Before we end, Dave, just to stir the pot a little bit, Chelsea have confirmed their squad numbers for this season and Mishi Bashway hasn't been handed a squad number. So all all signs point towards uh, an outgoing for Bashway. I know that Everton are linked with him too, but I think this one could gather a bit of momentum in in the coming days. So make sure you keep uh, your eyes peeled. That's all we've got time for today. I've enjoyed that one, Dave. It's nice to chew the fat over these and go a little bit um, more in depth. Uh, Dave, where can people find you should they wish? So yeah, it's at Dave as a party, D-A-V-E-A-Z-O-P-A-R-D-I. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Fingers crossed for some more signings in uh, in in the coming days. Yeah, I mean, we hope for another day tomorrow like we've had today. Um, today being Thursday because it, it's been excellent. That you know, so many rumours and it's uh, it's it's nice to get excited. Whether or not they happen is a different thing. I am M Cooper writes. Uh, we are talking walls across all platforms uh, and let us know, guys, if you've enjoyed this and what you think of the, the rumours and whether you think some are go or some are not. Let us know in the comments down below. Make sure to like the video, subscribe if you're new, and until next time, take care. <laughs>